Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks fell the most since May as the bond route worsens. So the 10-year down 12.30 seconds, the yield 2.37%. Gold at 12.2420 the ounce. S&P down 22 to 24.09, down 9 tenths of 1%. The Dow down 158 points, down 7 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 61, down 1%. Crude oil 45.31 a barrel, up 18 cents higher by 4 tenths of 1%. And uh, we do have the S&P, as we recap here, lower by 9 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Shopping mall owners are spending big to make sure their real estate stays relevant. Bloomberg News reporter Sarah Mulholland says one of the big spenders trying to internet-proof operations is Time Equities, the owner of Newgate Mall in Utah. Here's what they're doing with their half-million-dollar upgrade. Taking your traditional food court, which might look a little outdated, and turning it more into a food hall-type concept, which would have a lot of local vendors, and it would really be a lot more modern and updated. It's all about making retail properties event destinations. It's anything that offers people an experience, something they can share, whether that be on social media or with friends and family, rather than just buying material stuff. But Mulholland says the jury's still out on the effectiveness of all this. We'll see if it works. Analysts say the more entertainment-focused tenants typically pay higher rent than average shops. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Can you escape what your cable company is gleaming about you uh, based on your Internet usage? Todd Shields, Bloomberg News uh, FCC reporter, and Laura Moore joining us right now. Laura Moore is a director, deputy director of the Georgetown Center for Privacy and Technology about some rules that uh, might keep uh, your cable company broadband providers from collecting user information as you surf the Internet. Um, Todd, what, what, let me start with you, just get the kind of latest news here. Where are we right now in the sort of what seems to be a regulatory cycle of these issues? Yeah, we're at the, good afternoon. We're at the tail end of an action reaction cycle here in Washington. A Democratic uh, Federal Communications Commission last fall passed a set of uh, privacy regulations for Internet service providers, companies such as Comcast, Verizon, and AT&T. Then a Republican Congress nixed, uh, nullified, let's say, instead of nixed, which is a little colloquial, nullified the rules with votes earlier this year, and President Trump signed the nullification. So the rules, which never went into effect, now will not go into effect at all. They're gone, and states are reacting with their own proposals along similar lines. So in essence, can the states then, um, Todd, kind of pick up and protect privacy for a lot of Americans? Well, they can certainly write, write rules for people within their borders, and if you're dealing with big states like California and New York, that makes a difference for a lot of people. Uh, Internet companies, even though they do business elsewhere, would need to do business with, would need to follow the rules with, for their customers within those, the borders of those big states should the rules pass. Well, so let's take this a little further. I mean, Laura, let's, what is the risk here? What, what's, what kind of bad stuff could happen if, if cable companies are able to go in and, and, and we're really talking, we're talking about broadband providers talking about cable here. Right, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on, Carol and Corey, and, uh, and thanks, Todd, for that helpful context. 
So what this is really about is it's about the fact that people, probably all of your listeners, pay every month an Internet provider, a cable company, as you said, for an Internet connection. And the Internet provider then acts a little bit like the mail carrier. It, you know, it, it sees all of the websites that you visit, all the apps you use, because it has to carry the traffic from the subscriber to that app or that website and then back, for, back to, the, to the user. And because of that, it can learn a lot of really private information. It can learn about your health status, your employment status, um, sexual and romantic preferences, what your kids are doing online, and, and so on. And uh, so, you know, the, this is, this is a, an issue that crosses party lines. People everywhere um, from both parties, I, you know, Todd mentioned that they were um, rules passed by a Democratic commission and, and repealed by a Republican Congress. But people from both parties were really upset that these rules were repealed because they want more privacy protection, not less. And, um, and you know, and, 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 and as I said, Internet providers have access to all this very sensitive information and can learn a lot of really sensitive details about their customers' private lives. Kind of interesting, though, I think about a couple things going on. First of all, globally, if you look at a country like Germany and Europe kind of overall, they are much more protective of the folks that are using um, the Internet and so on and so forth in terms of privacy, right? We've seen pushback against Facebook and Google and other companies. At the same time, I feel like we have a younger generation here in the United States. I look at my 14-year-old, who I feel like is pretty much an open book uh, if it wasn't for myself and my husband, you know, kind of saying, no, you can't do that, you can't do that, and, you know, don't put this kind of information out, um, you know, that that doesn't seem to care as much. So, I don't know, Laura, where do you see it all going? Does, is it enough that the European are pushing back on privacy that's going to force companies overall to be more adoptive of what's going on in Europe for what goes on here in the United States? Thanks. So that's, that's a great question. I think actually what you just described, you know, that in some places people are very privacy protective and then there are other individuals who, uh, who are less protective of their privacy, um, underscores exactly why so many people want the type of rules that, that, that we could have, which are rules that provide choice for consumers. I think choice is where we're going, I hope. Um, rules that require companies to ask permission from their customers before they use that sensitive information for other purposes. So rather than prohibiting those uses, just providing consumers with choice so that they can make their own decisions. It doesn't, I mean, respectfully, it doesn't seem like that's where it's going. It seems like it's going in the opposite direction. It seems like the cable companies are getting their way. That's true. I think you know. I think it's 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 it is certainly the case that right now we don't have the federal rules on the books. But uh, but by my count, I think about 20 states um, have acted in an effort to 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 try to to try to reinstate some of the rules that we would have had um, un, under the federal rules that were eliminated. Todd, I do feel like we're we're entering a new era where. There are going to be many citizens, uh, many states who don't like some of the policies coming out of uh, the federal government, and they're just going to do their own thing. Yeah, we're, we're seeing that on a couple fronts. Uh, the, the withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accords, for instance, provoked reactions from state capitals and cities that uh, they'll continue to crack down on greenhouse uh, gas emissions. A couple times this month, I've gotten petitions from multiple state attorneys generals on aspects of the Internet, on enforcing uh, pledges of broadband speed, for instance, and uh, working against robocalls. So it looks like states are happy to step in or increasingly uh, willing to step in when they see that the federal government's not acting. 
So it's interesting too. I mean, is, is this a how does this you know we mentioned this we position this as a Republican versus Democrat thing, and on a federal level, it certainly seems to be so. But I wonder how this sort of works uh, really across sort of political lines here. I mean, it seems like something that uh, could get a lot of people of all parties uh, concerned. Yeah, I think yeah, no. Go ahead, Laura. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just—I I was just going to say, um, you know, I think that I think that we have seen bills introduced primarily in states that have a Democratic Congress, but there are states that we think of as red states that have also introduced legislation. For example, in Montana. Todd, come on in too on that. Well, yeah, I was, was going to say it's, it's possible that the uh, the Republican Party here in Washington uh, misread the mandate, if you will, and 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 they waited till late in the terms of uh, there was a series of votes to overturn regulations. This one came rather late and rather in a hurry without a big buildup, so they passed it quickly with zero Democratic votes. And I'm not sure that they don't feel singed now. One of the sponsors has put together a bill that would bring both uh, the Google, Facebook, Verizon, AT and T sides of it under a single regulator. But Democrats aren't joining, uh, I think, uh, also feeling that the Republicans overreached on this one. So maybe it is bipartisan. Fascinating. Hey, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate uh, you breaking it down for us uh, and working through uh, all of the specifics on this. Todd Shields, our FCC reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us from our Washington, D.C. Bureau, along with Laura Moy, Deputy Director of Privacy and Technology at Georgetown University, of course, based in the nation's capital. You've been listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Thursday. Carol Master in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Corey Johnson in our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. We saw a lower market for stocks and Corey's going to be all about the uh, jobs report tomorrow. Absolutely. Jobs is, 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 is on the horizon in the sell-off today. Uh, big deal.